there, hi there, ho there. Hello, my new little hobby that I picked up and will probably neglect in a few weeks. I'm just trying to be interesting because interesting people are interested in something. I haven't picked up a new hobby in some time. I did finish a video game that took me about two years to finish, so finished that last night. That was an achievement. A gamer girl? Um, I am a gamer girl. Ugh. Katie's also um, an origami lady. I am. I know how to do two things. I know how to do a butterfly and a heart. That's two more things than a lot of other people know how to do. I tried to do a crane, which uh, apparently is the most popular, and I couldn't do it. Try, try, try again. Never give up. Just try again. <laughs> but what's this? Uh, what's this hobby you were you were talking about? Well, folks, this weekend, and by this weekend, I mean yesterday. I two-stepped it to Miss Miss W and Miss Walmart at 8 o'clock in the morning to buy knitting needles because I know how to loom knit. We all know this. But I'm learning how to needle knit. And it's not that hard. I thought it was so difficult because at first I was like, the yarn keeps slipping off and I can't figure out how to do this. It's not even that hard, y'all. It's not even that difficult. I can be a grandma. Wow, I don't know how to do any of that stuff, so that's already impressive to me. Thank you so much. I'm also trying to be a barista at home. A barista? A barista? <gasps> yes, you told me about this. I did. I bought an espresso machine. Espresso, not Nespresso, because I spend too much money in a second. And the first two test runs that I did, I was like, maybe I just am not capable. Because, you know, everyone always says, like, oh, you make coffee at home, it does not taste the same. And I agree. It doesn't. They just have some magic in the air over there. I don't know. But I thought I had wasted my money until this morning when I watched a tutorial. I wish I could thank the person that made it, but I don't remember the username. And they were like, pour the coffee over the back of a spoon to create your macchiato. The slow pour allows the espresso to float above the milk. And I was like, uh -huh. this sounds like some baloney, but it worked. I mean, my um, coffee is at home because like you... Um, you know, it gets a little expensive going out and getting coffee it every does. day. So I buy the big, like, I guess, you know, the most accurate word would be jug of, uh, Dunkin' coffee you could get at, like, Kroger, maybe Publix. I don't know. I never bought it at Publix, though, because, um, usually it's on sale at Kroger, and I get that, and I just, like, pour that in with my creamer and milk. It's usually either an almond milk or an almond creamer, or, oh, you know, I will say, I tried it with oat milk, it was good, but, like, oat milk by itself, that is just wrong, it tastes so weird, it tastes like liquid bread, I, I've never I had swear. it alone, girl, don't do it, it's so bad, it's always it's, in something, it's better in a coffee, because it kind of gives it, like, a little natural sweetener, I would say, and like, it's a it little kinda... thicker than almond milk, like, almond milk's yeah. very watery, but sometimes I like to drink, milk but not like actual milk that's where almond milk comes in because mm -hmm. i like the taste of almond milk but oat milk ooh, that was just so bad i'll let y'all know when i make an iced americano i'll let y'all know ooh. and i'll be sipping on it in my house you're gonna give us um coffee updates for your uh before our seamless seconds oh every my gosh. Every, every single week <laughs> every week it's just me like a little bit more unhinged 
I was supposed to do book updates and I'm actually almost finished with the book, but it got a little too much for me. So I've been taking a long break from it. So. And that's okay. Yeah. Maybe next time I'll choose a, a book of lighter substance. Like maybe Judy B. Jones. Like, honestly, I have my Judy B. Jones books <laughs> from childhood and they are prized possessions. Maybe we should do a book club episode. We'll pick a short book. I do. I love. I you know I do love reading. I love reading when it's something good because I found that in college as an English major I would read all these classics and stuff and I'm like I don't think I'm a true English major because I hate all this stuff. But let's be honest, all that stuff is boring. It really is. Life I'm, is I'm, too short to read stuff that you don't want to read. Like I don't know. I guess it might be an unpopular opinion. Who knows? But you know. Shakespeare, I mean, I know you like your Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. Um, I mean, the content is great, but reading it, I have such a hard time. But, like, I don't want to be reading all this Jane Austen and, you know, all this other stuff from, like, world literature. I want to read something easy and compelling. That's why I just hung on to the Harry Potter books for so long. That's why I am a fanfic professor. Easy and compelling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what also is easy and compelling? Seamless seconds. They are. And what is yours this week? I want to share. It's all about new, new, new around here. It's all about what is Taylor doing that's different than last week. Um, I started a new television show last night that apparently everyone knew about already except me. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Very true indeed. I turned on my computer and I said, what's going on on Netflix? Because when we're not doing something for the podcast, I like, I think I forget that I have a Netflix account. I'm just like, oh yeah. And on the ribbon is this little show, this little Lifetime-esque show called Virgin River for all the virgins who love to swim and it I don't know I kind of want to like keep watching it because sometimes I think I just need something easy but Mm I got into it because Nathan Riggs from Grey's Anatomy is like one of the main characters and I was like what's what's he doing what's he doing and apparently he's working at a bar she's like is there any chance I could get a Cosmo oh a cosmo okay yeah because you know she's a city girl moving to the country he's like no but we got all the guys jim jack and joe and like all this stuff and i said i don't know about this wait what states is is this um in california oh california mm-hmm. she's like from la i think and she moves to the city oh yeah and... you told me this but i didn't you tell did. the other people she moves to this city in the northern part of california because you know she's trying to change her life something traumatic has happened to her and she's like i just need to start over i need a fresh start i need to go work at this doctor's practice in the middle of nowhere i swear this is the premise of so many of these shows where it's like a woman has been through something traumatic in her life um, and she has to start new. That's what, I think that's what happened in private practice. I think that's what started the whole thing. Um, um, Addison Montgomery was like, you know what? My ex is with his new mistress and I have to accept that I must move along Not to, to mention LA. what happened to her daughter. To her daughter? Wait, what? To her daughter, Hannah. Oh, Yeah. 
tragic girl i would want to start over too (laughs) and so she moves to la she's like i'm gonna start working at this new practice i mean it's always a practice it's always a private thing of sorts and for some reason like whenever they get there i mean obviously i'm saying for some reason as if i don't understand like why conflicts are in shows but like it's always this difficult thing she's like the cabin that is beautiful and this picture is all run down and the old man who picked me up when my car broke down on the side of the road is the man i'm working for and i just insulted him she's like yeah i'm supposed to be helping this old man doctor who's in his 70s and he's like i'm 72 baby girl oh god that show i i mean it's been on netflix I mean, it has a few seasons to it, it's I got, think. Like, its third season either just came out or is about to come out. So it's probably been around for, like, three years or so. But I had and never heard of this. I had always seen it on the Netflix banner. It's always... It wasn't ever, like, recommended. You know, maybe it was because of Grey's Anatomy. Because it's, like, you know, it's similar actors, similar style, I guess. Similar vibes. Yeah, um, and I was like, this sounds so horrible. It just looked so bad. And Virgin River, out of all the names it was given. I mean, is there like a actual river? I don't name know Virgin if the town river? is called Virgin River or what. Like, I don't know. Because I've only watched the first episode. But now there's this like random baby that someone left. Like, what is going on? Like, is there supposed to be some significant... You can't just put Virgin in the name of something without it... It's like if the show Sex Education was nothing about sex education. What if it was it, like, just called, like, Biology Third Period? There is actually a show called AP Biology, I think. Oh my god! Or AP something. Yeah, it's on Hulu. I watched a few episodes. It was okay. But you know what else is more than okay? Your seamless second. Lay it on me. Um. So my seamless second um, is about my taken man uh himself oh my uh, god the gossip <laughs> luke hemmings um so apparently he's doing a solo project i knew about this so i thought it was weird when he started like uh foreshadowing and hinting at something coming but none of the other five sauce members were and i was like "Ooh, what's the tea sis and, you know, Ashton did his own solo project. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if Luke couldn't do it, I mean, that'd be kind of weird. And I can't remember the exact name. It It's a long name of the album. But I did listen to his first song off of it, which is uh, Starting, Starting Line. Line. And it's actually really good. I it, like it. it. It's on my July playlist. Um, what was I going to say? You know, I think I had a discovery about Five Sauce the other day. Like, I had a little bit of a discovery. Okay. Are we ready? So, everyone always was in love with Luke, right? And I had my Mm -hmm. moment, too, way back in 20-whatever year it was. But I think I've always been, in my soul, an Ashton girly. But if everyone were to go the solo project route, which, like, it's obviously happening... I think I would be most in to Callum's music because the songs that he'd be writing. I will say, and this is nothing against Ashton because I think I, I love all of them equally. Um, <laughs> She said that with the fattest lie and the intonation. Um, but I think I like Luke's style better. 
mm-hmm. maybe. I did like Ashton's uh, lead single off his album, which I cannot name. For the skinny, skinny. Skinny, skinny. Um, I don't know if the rest of... I mean, maybe the rest of them are doing solo stuff. But also, can we get a Five Sauce album at some point, please? I mean, I know we just got one with Calm like a year or two ago. but I still haven't listened to it. I saw a TikTok. I don't have TikTok anymore, by the way. I saw a TikTok of, um, you know how people are like, I dated a guy whose name starts with a J, but it rhymes with one of the U.S. states or whatever, and it's Jonah Mm -hmm. for Arizona. Someone said, I dated a guy, and it rhymes with one of, um, (laughs) it rhymes with Five Sauce's best song, but it starts with a D, and everyone in the comments is like, guess they're like, doo-doo doll. (laughs) Like, why... (laughs) Out of, out of all the things you could compare it to, you said best five star song. Like, there's a thousand of them. And- <laughs> so I was screaming. And it was like, Dartbreak Girl. I was like, Dover of Mine. Yes. Be like, Debt Blackheart. I was like, in tears almost. Because the comments was just like any song that they've ever had. And I said, I can't do this. Someone do wonder, said, Dry like, Hard. I do wonder, like, what it would be. I don't know, because I actually pulled up the like their full discography, and I was trying to go through, but I don't know. Because I'm trying to think of, like, one word. Dalentine. Dalentine. Dal. <laughs> um, I don't know what it would be. So Damn this person. So this, <laughs> so this person thinks it's the best five-sauce song. Okay, let's think of their best songs. I mean, there's... I mean, it's very subjective. I mean, I think everyone has different opinions. Someone said Dace the Night. D looks so perfect. Um, Dialed Flower. (laughs) Um, let's see. Deeth. Deezier. Deezier. Okay, we're getting into Calm. Um, shoot, I'm forgetting every song that's on Calm. Dungblood. Dungblood. (laughs) <laughs> um uh don't you back want don't don't you back <laughs> i don't know i don't know i, mean, I want someone that to reveal later. that because like i i was like racking my brain for a little bit yeah doo-doo doll is my favorite yeah that's my favorite as well um we'll have to figure that out after this after our um review and analysis i'm putting analysis in here we got we gotta break this down a little bit analysis of the roommate now katie's never had a college roommate no i had three for a very short period of time um and it was not for me i don't think i'm meant to live with other people I don't think it would have been for me either. And I remember like looking for apartments here when I first applied to the college that I eventually graduated from. And my dad even said, you're getting a one bedroom place. You are not living with anybody else. I think my dad just knew. And maybe that's privilege. It probably is. But you know, some of us have it tough out there. Some of us just have a really hard time. Some of us still live at home because they don't make enough money to live anywhere else. There's a lot of people like that in the world. 
it be sucking let me just say that um but I do remember when I was about to begin college my freshman year the little roommate quiz you had to take um it was just basic questions because they were I don't know how seriously they did this matching like I don't know how seriously they took into account these answers but it would be like do you smoke do you like having people over do you go to bed early do you go to bed late are you dirty and filthy or are you neat and tidy I think the problem with questions like those is that some people fluctuate. Yeah. Some people just aren't one thing or the other. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll be really on top of stuff, and then you just you kind of hit a little bit of a bump in the road. So if that's the case, and I assume this is applied to every college, or most colleges in America, you know, maybe some colleges just don't do that. But like, how did our two roommates in the roommate get together like that? I mean, I think people kind of lie in these answers. Like, people are like, of course I'm clean. Of course I'm respectful. Of course. But they might have just been randomly matched. Because I think if you didn't take the quiz at all, like, they just put you with whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is very much possible. But with these roommates, I think this movie sets up a lot of unrealistic college scenarios. Or maybe just, like, that just wasn't my experience. Yeah, um, oh my goodness, I had it all pulled up and everything. Hold on, I gotta look up the roommate Wikipedia page. I'm gonna put my hair in a ponytail. Um, I think some of it might also have to do with, uh, the, wow, I thought this was released a lot earlier. This was released in 2011. Did I I mention that I saw this in theaters, you guys? You did, yeah. Well, not here, but yeah. Um. 2011, I thought this would have been released at a good 2006, 2007. And, like, I shouldn't have thought that, considering the actors that were in here would have been a lot younger, but I didn't want to do that math in my head. But 2011, that... This movie uh, was just very... It was a late bloomer, I should say, in the film industry. definitely was not 2011. That's what I was saying. Because um, there's this whole thing that um sarah who is our main character she um she's the one played by minka kelly yes okay i kept getting them two mixed up because i had never seen them in anything else so i didn't know i've seen everyone in everything (laughs) um so sarah is a fashion major or something Mm -hmm. she's a fashionista with her little fedora Mm -hmm. hat that's what got to me I was, I was like, oh yeah, 2007, fedora. And I wouldn't be surprised if she wore a vest at some point in the show or a movie. Um, like, some of the clothing was pretty normal. Like, I didn't really question it. Like, yeah, the jeans were low rise, but, but it was pretty, like, normal. But that but the, hat is what really threw it. Well, the hat was the way um, the movie was trying to tell us and the professor that she knows fashion mm-hmm. because she um listens in on a class that she passes by which by the way she must have been going somewhere where did she have the time to do this i don't i don't know um and she's like i have to take this class because he's mentioning all these designers and stuff like that and he's giving his um you know introduction where he's like i'm gonna hype up this class and it's actually gonna be horrible by the middle of it 
Um, and she's like, I have to be in here. And he's like, mm, I don't know. And I don't remember what the other thing was, but he says, I'm going to sign you up because you have two things I can't teach. And one of them was fashion. It's because she's wearing that fedora. And I was like, this I know is tragic. one of them was style. Yeah, style. That's what it was. But I don't remember what the maybe intuition. I don't even know. I was like, oh, God. It was one of those things where it was very much a pretty privilege moment because where was the style? Like, Mika Kelly's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But, like, the outfits were terrible. Yeah, and she has her own little, like, design pads. I mean, I used to be that way when I was younger. And I was like, I'm going to be a fashion designer. But why aren't you doing my personal shopping for me? I don't know. I'm not getting paid. (laughs) Anyways, I can never personally shop for anybody because even if it's not my money, I would still have money issues. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, we kind of show the progress throughout the movie of, like, how much time has passed because the room starts to look a little bit more, like, it gives, it starts to have more personality to it. She lived in. And she even has her own mannequin, which I was like... What kind of dorm room is this to where you can fit a mannequin? I will say, out of a lot of the college dorm rooms I've seen in movies and TV shows, this one was realistic mm. in terms of size and spacing. Because mm. a yeah. lot of them are, like, these gigantic situ. Like, I think of after, nobody's room looked like that. But I will say, it looked more like a, maybe like a junior level dorm room. Like, freshman level. Ooh. Y'all get some small rooms. Um, but they I didn't look like freshmen. Freshman so. year, but different scenarios. Well, well, I will say, okay, so where I went to school, I did see a freshman dorm room. And girl, it was so small. It was tiny. It was, oh my goodness, it was horrible. It was petite. Um, and then, and I think it's because there's just so many freshmen coming in. And then some people just like, the the class just gets lower and lo- lower by attendance. And then sophomore year, you can move into, like, a different building. And then I think, like, junior and senior year, you can, like, choose to live in certain apartments or, like, bigger uh, communal areas or whatever. If you stay on campus. Yeah. Um, But anyways, so Sarah, our fashionista, she is getting ready for that college life. And she meets Tracy. She is, like... She is, I mean, she's your, the party. she's your typical uh, freshman who's like, okay, my parents want me to come for an education in like nursing, but I'm going to go to the frat parties every single night. That's the first she's thing I'm going to do. the definition of mommy and daddy just said bye. They mm-hmm. just left. And I'm going to lose my mind. But she's played by the Allie Mishaka from Allie and AJ. The mm-hmm. Allie who's taking up space on my wall over there. She um, she is the highlight of this movie. She really is. She really, like, you know, she played a, another character very similar to this in ECA. I think her name was Rhiannon. I didn't know she was in that movie. She is. Oh, she plays Emma Stone's best friend. Hmm. Um, but one thing I, I mentioned this to you when I was watching this movie, cause I was a little confused on the timeline or at least how these people know each other. So basically Sarah and Tracy bump into each other 
Tracy drops her stuff, and Sarah's like, oh, I'll help you. Like, this is the day they're moving in. And I assumed it was the same day, just nighttime, where Tracy comes up to her door and she's like, hey, girly, we're going to a frat party. You have to come. Come on, you have to. And they were talking as if they were best friends. And I'm like, y'all just met. This is weird. I thought it was the same night, too. And I think we're both thinking correctly that it was the same night. And I also agree that it's weird. Yes, the first day you're, you're trying to make friends. You know, people are always like, leave your door open so that if people walk past or whatever, you can be like, hey, my name is blah, 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 blah. I didn't do that, but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that they invited her the first night, and I'm like, are there frat parties this early? Because, like, the semester at this point, I don't think it started yet. Because normally you move in a few days before things actually begin. Well, like, with frats and stuff, I mean, most of them, a lot, I'm not going to say most of them, but a lot of them, like, live there, you know, year-round if you're, like, a returning member or something. Um I don't know how, like, frats and sororities work to, like, when they bring in new members or recruit new members, whatever. Well, I know um, pledging starts in the summer. Hmm, so maybe that's it. I don't know. I feel like it starts early. But I'm just like, it's, y'all just met, you don't know each yeah. other. And then this also kind of, like, threw me. So she goes and gets drunk at this party comes back wakes up oh my gosh my roommate rebecca is here rebecca's played by leighton meester from gossip girl xoxo and you know all is well they start hanging out they get to know each other and rebecca automatically there's some like red flags the movie tries to make it like creepy that sarah walks in and there's rebecca who's late she's all right but like that's not Maybe Rebecca was just late. There's nothing creepy about that. That happens. People move in late sometimes. Yeah, but I don't know if this was the first thing. And we're probably thinking the same thing. But they start talking about, like, their interests or whatever. And Sarah's like, oh, my favorite movie is The Devil Wears Prada. Because fashion. Rebecca's like, I've never seen it. But, like, the next day or sometime after, Sarah catches her hanging up a devil wears prada poster not on sarah's side maybe to be like hey i got you a poster i know you said you like that movie or like in a communal area it's right above her bed i'm like that's so weird like how did sarah not find anything like super weird about that already how did she not how did she not think the drawings were weird like when rebecca is moving in she's hanging a bunch of stuff on the wall and they're all, like, drawings that she's done. Which, like, that's not weird. She's an art student. Mm-hmm. But they're all of, like, this girl. Isn't it, like, Nina Dobrev? Yes. I think Nina's name in the movie is Maria, who is her former roommate. Which I'm like, does that mean she's older? Does that mean she's, like, a sophomore? No. She was, um, she was a friend in high school. Oh. I, think I thought, like, they used to be roommates. No. Um, I remember them saying... I think she, they were high school friends, but I think it was, like, a similar situation where, you know, they befriended each other, and it probably just, like, um, Nina's character probably suspected early on, earlier than Sarah. But I'm that, just like, why did Maria not say anything? Like, hey, you need to watch out for Miss Girl. I don't know, because I'm like, you cannot possibly think that Sarah is, like, tagging along. 
there's just so many like bizarre things that happen with her and like the movie thing it's like yeah that's a little weird but like okay but then okay there's this cat that they get i know they get this cat the stray one that sarah brings home and obviously you're not allowed to have animals in a dorm room so it's kind of their little secret hush hush whatever and you can tell that rebecca's kind of like annoyed about it because it's like look at this obstacle between me and my new obsession and sarah eventually is like gonna move out because she wants space for this cat and it's also just like a a nicer deal it's like more space Mm -hmm. she has this friend i don't know how they're friends though because this woman was like a grown woman yeah i don't know if she was like a family it was definitely weird like yeah she's like stay in my place i'm never here anyway i'm always jet setting around she would have so much more room wouldn't have to have a roommate blah 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 and the cat would have room too and rebecca is like sarah you can't leave i i don't want you to leave so she takes this cat and puts it in the dryer it was so i literally skipped over that part because i saw it coming from a mile away i was like i'm not watching this cuddles was put in the dryer y'all and she's like the cat is missing and like uh, i mean she put on a show she put on those tears yes and she like that was this the same scene she like beat herself up yes it was no it wasn't well it was afterwards it wasn't the same scene though but like okay so Rebecca is there. Uh, this is before Thanksgiving, so at this point she already has Sarah back, but she can sense that Sarah and her new boo are getting a little too close for comfort, and she's getting a little jealous. And we're we've already we've skipped over something, but we'll come back to it. But basically, um, Rebecca's trying to seal the deal. She's like you can't come to like thanksgiving you can't stay here for thanksgiving you can come to thanksgiving with me because there's this whole thing where sarah's sister died the day before thanksgiving i think or two days before thanksgiving something like that so she's like it's not a good time at her house yeah so rebecca comes up with this plan to beat herself up like literally breaking her cheekbones probably and she stabbed herself a queen stabbed herself and she's and she's in the bed. She's crying. Sarah finds her, and Rebecca's like, "I got jumped. I got jumped." <laughs> like, out of all the things you could have come up with, this was it. Like, she could have used fake blood, gave herself a little bloody nose situation, but Miss Girl decided, "Let me just stab myself." I don't know, but one thing. See, this is the whole neat. I can't remember her name for like me, but Nina Dover's situation. Maria. Okay, so Rebecca or Sarah is like, okay, I guess I gotta go to Thanksgiving with her because I feel bad for her now. Um, so she goes to her parents' house, and it's huge, it's beautiful, whatever. And Sarah says like, oh, this is so like beautiful, and or she said, oh, you you lived here. And Rebecca says, it was never really a home to me. I mean, she's very, like, I'm not the rich girl you think I am. Yeah, she's like, I was always alone and my family didn't love me. And it would be one thing if that was the case, but her parents seemed to actually care about her. Yeah, um, so they go in 
And I'm like, how did their parents, their parents must have known there was a previous situation just like this. How did they not, like, warn Sarah? Being like, hey, we love our daughter, but, you know, just letting you know, there have been some issues in the past. Yeah, maybe and they the, thought she had outgrown it, or maybe like Maria, it never got to the point that it got with with Sarah. Yeah, and I think they did think she outgrew it because her mom was like, "Oh, like she, like she's been taking her pills, right, or her meds." And Sarah's like, "Her meds." And here's the thing: that's not something that you like share with everybody that you take meds. Like meds could be anything, really. <laughs> It's this whole let me isolate her because if I can't have her, no one can situation. And like when she starts making friends with Tracy, Tracy becomes a bad influence. So Sarah goes out with Tracy one night and Sarah gets kind of like left to the wayside, which happens, you know, sometimes you go out, people get separated, whatever. And she calls her roommate and it's like, hey, I'm at this diner. Can you come? Because I don't have any money. And she's like, of course I can't. And she's like, I can't believe she left you. I'm like, they just met. Like, y'all are not that obligated to each other. Mm -hmm. And it goes both ways. Like, Sarah left Tracy at a party with a random guy. So, like, it's not a one-sided thing. Mm -hmm. And even Sarah was kind of taken aback by her comment. She's like, it's not that. I mean, it's fine. It happens. Um, One thing, though, that... I mean, I had a lot of issues with this movie. But when Sarah and her boyfriend, I can't remember his name. I don't know what it is either. It's um Steven. They look through her stuff and find her meds. And it says it's for bipolar and schizophrenia. And I'm like, I don't know if all of this like matches up to bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. But the fact that they were like, bipolar, schizophrenia... She's crazy. And I'm like, guys, it's not that. <laughs> Girl, that's how any show, any piece of media with, like, bipolar disorder mentioned, it's always... I'm not trying to say there's no stigma against mental health, because, like, obviously there is, but it seems so outdated. Like, it's always like, oh my god, this person has this? It's always bipolar, though. Always. always. And it's like, you know... It, they always say, like, they always think that bipolar is like, oh my goodness, they're just crazy. It's like, that's not the case. Yes, there can be moments in a person's life who lives with bipolar that's, like, maybe a little out of control. But, like, dang. I mean, y'all are setting a bad scene for people with bipolar disorder. It was 2011, y'all. Not saying it was right, but it was 2011. Yeah, so they do that. They also find a notebook. With, it's just a continuous drawing. And the drawings weren't good. Dang. They didn't even look like Minka Kelly. Mm. I don't know. But also on the Wikipedia page, I should say in the beginning. So the plot says that Sarah meets her roommate, um, Rebecca, who has, let me read it. So it says, Iowa Sarah Matthews is starting her freshman year of college in Los Angeles. And... Uh, she meets particle Tracy, frat boy Steven, her love interest, and Rebecca, her shy college roommate who bears an uncanny resemblance to her. Like, is that supposed to be part of the movie that they 
they have a resemblance look alike in my opinion that's what i thought but there is a scene where rebecca transforms herself to look more like sarah but you know the big the big like crazy thing is when they decide to get tattoos i don't know how she didn't see this a mile away so like in the beginning of the movie um rebecca is giving sarah a tour of like la she's like look at these murals look at this look at that because sarah's from you know iowa and i've been to iowa i've been to sarah's hometown Ooh, des moines aa but they're walking around they pass this tattoo shop she's like that's some art that i can't get behind or tattoos ew and sarah's like i have a tattoo and she pulls her shirt down, and it, she has her sister, her dead sister's name tattooed on her chest. And I'm not trying to be like, mm, but it's, like, not a very good tattoo. But they they go to get tattoos, and Rebecca's like, I want to get one. And, you know, we think she's going to get, like, a butterfly or, like, you know, a flower or something. And she's very excited about this. Like, all of a sudden, she feels Sarah being pulled away. Um, and she's like, we have, um, come with me and get a tattoo. I only want you to come. Yeah. And she gets the same tattoo, Emily's name, in the same placement. And she shows Sarah. And Sarah is like, so hurt. Because obviously, it's a personal tattoo. And Rebecca's like, you can call me Emily if you want. Sis. It's the creepiest thing. I, I imagine being in Sarah's position. Imagine. Like, what and, would you even do? Like, I would just be flabbergasted. I don't know. Like, she starts yelling, and then she left. And Rebecca's like, what happened? What did I do? Like, girl, what do you think you did? You. She's trying to be this sister to her, but also trying to be this identical sister. But also trying to be her lover. Mm-hmm. She was obsessed like she, with that queen. She said, you know what? You know what she is? She's the Jacob in this situation. She's like, I'll be whatever you want me to be. Oh, it's so bad. And then, like, obviously she isolates Sarah from her other friends because Tracy, she corners her in the shower and rips her belly button ring out. And it's like, you stay away from her. That scene was traumatic. That was so disgusting. It was nasty. And also, why was Miss Tracy not wearing flip-flops in that shower? Like, girl, this is communal. Did they not have flip-flops in 2011 for showers? Was that she not said, recommended? Athlete's foot has nothing against Rebecca. And then, what what did she do to, like, the older woman? Like, I know they made out in the bathroom. Oh, so she seduced her because they, again, this was 2011, everybody, they um she was looking through her profile page because again it was a bound it was an obstacle between her and sarah and she's like she likes her women doesn't she and she sees her with like a bunch of women and it's like oh she's a lesbian um it's so funny guys and she seduces her in the bathroom and then Oh, yeah. She like, I ass- handcuffs her to the bed. Yeah, I assume she, like, drugged her somehow. I don't know. But they go back to her apartment. She handcuffs her to the bed. She... I don't... I, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know how the woman got to text, like, Sarah saying, like, you need to come here now if she's handcuffed to the bed. 
maybe like Rebecca sent it to be like, look at everything I'm doing for you. I guess. I don't know. And then the professor, I saw this coming from like a mile away. Yeah, the professor's mm, creepy. Creepy. He d- didn't he kind of look like Drake? Am I crazy? But like, didn't he kind of look like Drake? Um, I don't remember what he looked like, to be honest. Like, look him up in that movie. Because I'm not trying to compare the two. But like, it's like visually. Mm, no, I mean, in my opinion, <laughs> not really. He has Sarah come into his office after after hours, which like automatically is kind of like, mm, okay. And he's like, I only take one student. One special little girl with me on this fashion trip. And it's very um Devil Wears Prada, her favorite movie, because like in that movie they're competing to go on this trip. And Sarah's like, Well, you wanna take me? And then he's like Yeah. Gives her a little smooch and she's like, Whoa, not doing this. And the thing is, he doesn't understand what he did was wrong. Cause she kinda walks out and he's like, You're gonna think about my offer, aren't you? And she's like, um, no. Yeah. And it's so shady to where, because he's probably done this so many times before every single year. It's so gross. And this is the one time where Rebecca, I was kind of like, yeah, stick it to the man. Mm -hmm. Because she goes in trying to do the same thing, trying to be like, professor, I really need this class. And then she records the whole interaction. And homeboy gets dismissed. Mm-hmm. Because she made it out to seem like he was coming on to her. And he because, was. Yeah. We should go back to, I guess, the end. Where the big finale, the big fight. The end was crazy. It was so crazy. So, Sarah comes in. She's already planning to move to this woman's house. Well, she wanted to move in with Irene. And Irene wasn't answering, so she was like, whatever, I'll just move in with Steven for the time being. Yeah, and Jason, her ex-boyfriend, I have to say this. So, Minka Kelly plays Sarah, as we said before. Jason is Sarah's boyfriend from Iowa. Like, they're Mm -hmm. not together anymore, but he's still kind of like, you know. He's like obsessed with her. Yeah, and they chose to name him Jason, which I think is so funny because Sarah... Minka Kelly was in Friday Night Lights, and in that show, her boyfriend's name is Jason. But he's like, baby, I just like, you're not answering my calls anymore. So then Miss Leighton Meester, Miss Rebecca. I forgot Do you about- remember this scene? Yeah. Sure, I can't. It's so disgusting. So she basically puts on this voice that sounds like Minka Kelly, and she's like imitating her, and they start doing it. Um... You know, over over the the phone. phone. And it's like, they parallel it to Sarah and Steven, you know. And why was she looking at a picture of Sarah and her sister while this was happening? It was so weird. That's what I'm saying. Rebecca could not see, like, what type of relationship she wanted with her. Like, she was, that's what I was saying. She was like, I'll do anything. Anything whatsoever. Um... But then Jason ends up coming to the college and drops a note saying, like, I'm in this hotel and 
lo and behold, Rebecca finds it. She goes, and this is so, like, why would you do this in the first place? He leaves the door unlocked. And she has this whole, like, lit- she dyes her hair. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's wearing um Emily's necklace that Sarah couldn't find. And her new boyfriend's yeah. like, we need to go back for the necklace. Like, that's your thing from your sister. She's like, I don't even care. Like, just let her keep it. Like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And she walks in and is like, hey. Yeah, and she climbs into bed with him. He doesn't even turn around. Like. My king good. was dumb. Like, did you, you saw this coming from a mile away. You really did. And she kills him. She does. And he goes. <gasps> she stabs him straight in the chest. Mm-hmm. She said cowgirl? Uh-uh. More like assassin girl. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she ever. Sorry. Oh, my God. It's that Rebecca. Who is calling the ambu? Um, I don't know if she ever planned to kill Irene. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you're right that she texted Sarah saying, like, you need to come here. Like, she was drawing her in. She was like, I need you to see what I'm doing here. And this this girl got a gun. I don't know where she got this gun from. I mean, probably Maria. Maria said, listen, I'll give you the gun if it means... I mean, she starts pointing it at Rebecca. I'm like, so you want to be her killer now, too? Girl, where, where Sarah. are we right now? Sarah... I keep getting their names mixed up. It's because they're twins. They're twins. But I'm like, she does not know what she wants with this girl. No, because like Sarah has kind of started to put up these boundaries. She's like, I cannot live with you anymore because you're crazy. Not because you're bipolar, but because you're crazy. Mm -hmm. And a danger to me and everyone else. And she just takes on this attitude of like, Look at all these things I've done for you. And if I can't have you, no one can. Like, it's this whole, like, ultimatum. Mm -hmm. And Steven shows up. He gets knocked the heck out. Irene, baby girl's just screaming. Just screaming. Yeah, and Sarah starts climbing out this window because it's the only way out. I thought she got knocked out of the window. Oh, she did get knocked out of the window. But she couldn't come in, so she had to figure her way to the other side of the apartment. Like, Stephen tries to help her, and then Rebecca's like, no! And then Rebecca pulls her in, and then they are fighting. They are fighting. So then she just kills Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she has to make sure Miss Girl is dead. Like, she stabs her in the back, which, like, symbolism. I know. I was like, oh, that's so cheesy, but yeah. it works. <laughs> But she stabs her in the back and she's like, I have to make sure she's dead. And obviously her eyes are like. I knew like as soon as she stabbed it, I'm like, she is not dead. She can't die from that one. Like, yeah, she's going to die at some point, but not right then. But then her eyeballs roll back in her head. And Sarah's like, I got to get my necklace back. Yike. But what really got me, where were the legal repercussions? I don't know. Because this girl died. And like, obviously we know Rebecca crazy. But she died, and there was no, like, investigation. And I'm, like, shocked that the parents didn't try to, like, reach out or something. I assume that because there were witnesses involved, and there's probably, like, other people at the college. I mean, Tracy probably said, like, hey, this girl was crazy. But imagine being Rebecca's parents. 
I feel so bad for them because they really care for her. And they said, like, you're doing good. Like, she was talking to her dad and, like, you're doing good. And she was so disrespectful to them. Because she was she, like, dad, don't embarrass me in front of my new lover, roommate, girlfriend, best friend, assassin. Like, all these <laughs> roles. Yeah. And she's like, I'm making friends. Okay. And he's like, mm, that is not good. But we're not going to tell Rebecca or Sarah anything. We're just going to leave her in the dust. We're just happy a queen is doing better. That's what I'm saying. I wanted an aftermath. Like, the only thing we got afterwards was her moving back into a new dorm, or I guess her but old But it was dorm. the same dorm because they moved Rebecca's bed out into the hallway for, like, yeah. just anybody to take. Which, like, one, I don't think you're allowed to do that. And two... Why would you want to move back in to the bedroom where all this happened? Maybe that just didn't affect her as much. But the only thing we got is Stephen offering her to stay at his place. And she was like, I don't think I need another roommate right now. And that's it. I'm like, I mean, we could have got a little something, something. We got even, we didn't get one police officer. Well, not one, not even a firefighter. We didn't even get a police officer for the professor. They don't have campus police in L.A. They can't afford the uniforms. No, they're like, if a crime happens, oh well. I don't know, but, I mean, obviously, I think because of the whole witnesses and everything that happened, Sarah would get off. But I would have liked to see some court or something. Yeah, um... And maybe some other people starting to put the pieces together. I need to say something. Okay. So earlier I said, don't you think that Drake kind of looks like Billy Zane, who plays the professor? And you're like, no. Apparently other people think that they do. And if you look at a side by side of them, they have like the same kind of like I did see that on Reddit though. Okay. I knew I heard that from somewhere and it wasn't you. Let me. Oh, okay. I see it. When he's, like, a very much younger one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see it. They have similar features. Yeah. Like, the mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, the smi- his smile. Okay, The mouth and, that. like, the eyebrows. Okay, I definitely see it. Never mind. You just had to make sure that I wasn't crazy. <laughs> but there was just no aftermath, and I would have liked to see that. Did Sarah end up being friends with Tracy again? That's what I'm saying. Would Tracy be a little bad? What happened with Jason's parents? Their son went on this trip to meet up with his ex-girlfriend and died. Okay, here's another thing. How did Sarah not notice in her phone or anything that she was on a call with Jason at some point? Because Sarah is an idiot. She was so dumb. And the thing is, is like, this goes to pretty privilege as well. Like, obviously, there's a period of time where Jason is calling her all the time. And she's like, oh, he's so annoying. He's so irritating. And then that whole, like, scene happens. And he stops calling because Rebecca says, I don't ever want to see you again. I don't ever want to talk to you again, blah, blah, blah. And then Sarah's all disappointed. She's like, I guess that's what I wanted. You could tell Miss Queen just wanted some attention. She did. Like, how could you not tell from your phone history that you were on a call with Jason and then magically he just stopped calling? I mean, maybe she deleted the call and she was smart enough to do that, but like... I don't know, but... I mean, 
I would think if I was in Tracy's position, obviously Tracy didn't say like outwardly, like, hey, your roommate pulled my belly button ring out of uh, out of me while I was in the shower. Because she was like, if you go near her again, I'll kill you. Yeah. And she, I mean, given what happened, I would believe the same thing. And so she moved into a different dorm. But like, did Sarah just not suspect anything was off? Where, like, every time she saw Rebecca, she just ran the other way. Exactly. Like, they're talking, and Rebecca walks up, and Tracy just keeps walking. Like, she's like, bye. And you can't blame her. Yeah. And then Cuddles didn't even get no defense. Where's PETA? I don't know. Because all of a sudden, when Sarah's like, oh, I'm gonna move into Irene's place with the cat, and Rebecca has her meltdown, that's when Cuddles suddenly disappears. And Rebecca's Holy. like, it's all my fault. And and, the, and I just, she ran away and I couldn't find her. And I'm like, girl. But I'm not trying to be like morbid or graphic or whatever, but it's like, what? I'm not, I would never do this, obviously. But like, what would happen if you just put a gas dryer? Uh, maybe the heat or like bouncing it around. I mean, it was like a kitten. That's terrifying to me. I don't know. I don't ever want to find out. Because the thing is, is, like, I would be scared that I would, like, somehow do that on accident. Like, if it's a tiny little cat or kitten or dog or whatever, and you're, like, doing laundry and they got in the basket and you're just like, oh, whatever, and you didn't hear anything. Do you know how horrible? I would I would have to die. And that's how, like, this just proves how crazy she is. That she could have just gone, she could have actually gone along with that lie and just set the cat free. And just, like, Put it in the street or somewhere. Or like, giving it, it away to someone. Yeah. But no, she had to kill the cat. I mean, she had to clean that up, too. Oh, I sis. Mean, I like, cannot. You, like, I can't even imagine. Like, obviously, she's done this before. She was just so cool with it. I mean, I wonder if Maria's cat was killed. I hope not. I don't know. I'm wondering, like, does she have, like, some childhood pets? It always starts with a hamster or a guinea pig. It really does. Before we get into our rating of this, honestly, horror film, this horror, this monstrosity, I think we have to talk about what our red flags would be. Are we Maria in this situation? Do we know when to set boundaries? I don't know. I I hope in some sense we are Maria where we can set boundaries, but also not Maria in the sense that we would recognize that some other person is in the same situation yeah i feel like i would be like hey girl you need to run yeah because she all she says to rebecca is like we were never friends and in that sense it kind of makes sarah just be like both suspicious but also man maria she kind of mean she's like kind of like what's maria's deal i don't know Here's the thing. I have trouble setting boundaries. Like, I wish I could, but I just do because I have trouble saying no to people. But I will use a great quote from Elizabeth Olsen via Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, her sisters. Oh, my gosh. So, Elizabeth said in one in an interview that the best piece of advice she was ever given, no is a full sentence. It is. It is good advice. So, I don't know. I I guess the red flag, well, first of all, any of those would have been a red flag. 
Yeah. Even the poster thing. Because it's... That... It would have been harmless should like if she had put it in a common space or like given it to Sarah and like you can hang it on your wall yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's a nice thing. Cuz it just showed that like you paid attention to her interest. But you know what was funny? Mm. And on her like MySpace or Facebook faves or whatever, she puts her favorite artist as somebody else and I think <laughs> I think Rebecca thought she was going to put her down as favorite artist. Aww. Um I mean, the MySpace, that was so funny, too. First of all, that's what I'm saying. This movie feels old. I mean, this is 2011, where Facebook is a thing. I don't know if it was MySpace, but it was one of those. I think it was MySpace. Because, did well, I've never had a MySpace before, but I think it had those features. Um, Because Steven and Sarah um, start to look into her profile, and she's like, She's already your, like, you're already her best friend. And that thing, I'm like, okay, that's, like, sad. Like, don't, you don't have to bring that up. <laughs> it's sad, but I get why it's uncomfortable. It's like when you've only talked to someone one time and they start acting like... That's what I'm saying to you. Like, how long did this take place? Because, I mean, either way, no matter how long, it would have been creepy. But, like, in such a short amount of time. Sarah must have... I mean, it's been less than a semester. Yeah, Sarah should have had a light bulb pop up above her head at some point. I think for me in setting boundaries, I'm not very good at it. Uh, because I'm just really passive-aggressive. Like, really, really passive-aggressive because I don't want to create conflict until it gets to this point where I just can't take it anymore. And then I end up like popping off and it's a bad habit but i think yeah katie agrees me too um i think my red flag i mean the poster would have been one for me too but i i would like to think like isolation like oh all of a sudden no one's hanging out with me anymore Mm -hmm. would have been mine or going home with her for thanksgiving yeah like there's no harm I would say, um, for, okay, so I think in a different situation, asking her to go home with her for Thanksgiving would have been a completely harmless thing, because she sees, you know, it's an uncomfortable time for her and her family, so maybe she just wants her, like, it's just a nice thing, like, you don't have to come, maybe she said that, you don't have to come, but you can't. But the way she interacted with her parents would have been a fat red flag for me. Also, another red flag was... The fact that she insisted and she knew that Sarah wanted to stay with Stephen for Thanksgiving. Like, she couldn't stay a week away from her. And the thing is, is, like, Thanksgiving, I don't think I would go home with anybody for Thanksgiving because I just feel like that's weird. And, like, Thanksgiving is one of those holidays where it's already kind of tense and... Yeah. At least in my house, everyone gets stressed out for literally no reason. Mm -hmm. So bringing someone else into that and then, like, them seeing the dysfunction of your family. Because it would have been one thing if her parents were rude, but they weren't. Mm -hmm. Like, her parents were being really nice and supportive. She just put Sarah in a very awkward situation by being disrespectful. And that would have been the red flag for me. I would have been like, "Mm, uh." Yeah. Like, if... I mean, I don't think I've ever been in a situation like this. You know, maybe once or twice. Where I go over to somebody's house and they're just super rude to their mom. 
and their or their dad and they just like done nothing wrong in front of other people like the way you are in private is different i feel like i have to apologize for them because it's uncomfortable you're just like standing there like what is this like if you've ever seen kids and their parents argue and you're just there yeah oh my god it's the worst thing in the world like i'm not trying to act like i'm an angel because i'm not like everybody has their own like relationship with their parents but like in public there's a certain way you need to know the time and place in public and around other people it's just not that time because nobody else needs to see your drama exactly like learn how to separate the two Mm -hmm. i think another red flag for me would have been uh when and this was pretty early on in their like friendship or relationship whatever when sarah catches rebecca wearing emily's necklace yeah i don't know if some people just don't have a problem with this but if you have something of mine on no matter the significance of it and it's like you obviously went through my stuff and put it on that's a big red flag because it's like not that you're like obsessed it doesn't even mean you're obsessed with me it's just like you you don't have boundaries you don't know boundaries. i think it's a lack of um respect for other people and their property Mm -hmm. even if you're not like being rough on it or whatever but i i would also agree like i have the specific memory of being in fourth grade we had these plastic tubs that we would keep our markers in and everybody had their own tub and one time i came back into the classroom because i went somewhere else i don't remember why and these girls that i was like kind of friends with were using my markers mm-hmm. and i hadn't even taken them off the shelf and i remember i was mad and they were like why are you mad like we're just i'm like because they're mine i have memories of that as well so i remember my cousins and this was multiple times they came over to our house once and i was young but you know the pain still lingers um they went through my stuff like my drawers and stuff and they found my underwear drawer and they were making fun of me they're like oh it's your underwear drawer i'm like and i got so upset i was gonna cry i was so embarrassed but like looking back i'm like what did they think was so funny do you not wear underwear where do you keep your underwear huh they were some commando queens (laughs) i'm like but that is so like why would you do that like go through some of my stuff i just think using anybody's stuff without asking unless it's like a whatever thing like if it's like if someone has a pin on a table and i'm like let me write something really quick whatever but like yeah or or like a can opener like come on yeah because like that stuff doesn't like matter but if you wear some i say is if i didn't borrow clothes the other week uh, but like if you take something at least ask and make sure that you take care of it properly and return it like, I remember I lent somebody a shirt once, and she was like, I'll give it back to you. I never got it back. Mm. Like, two years later, I never got it back. Just for reference, I never borrowed any. <laughs> Katie and I don't have the same aesthetic. I was about the to same say, body. did I ever borrow? I, I'm starting to think, like, did I ever borrow something from her, and I never returned it? I mean, you did borrow a DVD, but you did return it. Okay. Because I'm... It was Inception. I know <laughs> boundaries. And I know respect. She does. I don't think I've ever borrowed anything. I don't know. Maybe you did. Maybe a DVD. I don't know. 
Who knows? I'm not comfy borrowing stuff, though. I'm always scared that I'll, like, ruin it or something on accident, and then... I'm more scared of, like, losing things, because I tend to. Like, I don't want to jack that up, or, like, return something in a crappy quality. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Because if you do that, I feel like you are obligated to buy them a new one. Yeah. No, if I, like, ruin something of theirs, and I knew it, I don't... I wouldn't just give it back to them. I'd be like, hey, I accidentally... Like... It would be horrible. It was like one in a kind type of thing. But if it's like a simple shirt, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to buy you a new shirt because it was, I accidentally washed it with a pink and, or with a red and it turned pink or something. I don't know. I just think clothing, just don't share clothing with anyone. Yeah. And they'll teach you that in elementary school because you'll get lice that way, kids. Or people will launder it incorrectly and they'll return it and there'll be like bleach stains on it and you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but what an adventure this movie was. It truly, um, truly, you know, I recommend every senior in high school who plans to go to college to watch this movie. And see what you could be getting yourself into. Yeah. But we're going to get ourselves into a big fat rating so this movie was so bad i mean it's but it was entertaining um i'm gonna give this movie one and a half um cuddles being alive and well in my daydream um out of five okay i'm gonna give this oh gosh two extra square feet of space if i move in with irene out of five great there are just so many familiar faces and i think that bumped the point up for me there's so many people yeah i mean i recognize some of them but you definitely recognize more than i did what can i say the cw has always been there for me you know what else has always been there for us a quizzy whizzy We are taking a quiz called, hold on, I do not have it pulled up, sorry. r nar <laughs> Okay, there are only six types of roommates in the world. Which one are you? Answer honestly. Uh, by Ajani Bazil, 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 who knows? Basile. Basile, sorry. <laughs> a BuzzFeed staff member, thank you. Uh, what's your biggest pet peeve? Dirty dishes in the sink. This was on a roommate contract. It was. Mm. Um, noisy roommates. Nobody likes some loud girlies, even though I am one. Someone eating my food. I feel like that's Katie's. I could yeah. see her biting someone's head off over some avocado butter. <laughs> <laughs> no one replacing the toilet paper. We would just have one of those little stand things. Uh, hair left in the shower guilty or makeup all over the bathroom counter so i feel like because i have a sister i can count her as a roommate of sorts Mm -hmm. and i will say all of these have occurred at some point at some point in the last week i should say um but my thing um that i am guilty of is also hair left in the shower she literally um came up to me yesterday she slammed in my room and she was like stop leaving all your hair 
on the bathroom wall. It is disgusting. And I and I said to her, it is not my fault that my hair is not getting the nutrition it needs. I'm sorry. I'm surprised I'm not bald-headed with the amount of hair that's in the shower at all times. But I have one of those drain catcher things now. So, like, I'd be trying Ooh, to take care of it. So, that's so gross. But, you know, it's convenient. Um, but my biggest pet peeve... I don't know. I fit well all of these. Um, someone eating my food. I feel like that also that is one of mine, but not like the biggest one. I think the biggest one would definitely be dirty dishes in the sink. That's because, up there for me as well. Because uh, there has become a rule in my house since we've moved back that my mom has um, given all of us. She said, "Okay, now that you're living back home permanently." Um, and there's more dishes. I kindly ask that everybody in the house clean the dishes that they've used. And guess who does not do that? My sister. And I was pretty much the reason the rule was installed, but whatever. You know, in our contract many moons ago, it was they can't be in the sink longer than 24 hours. So, like, mm. you didn't have to wash it right then and there. But at the end of the day, it needed to be taken care of. Um, yeah. That's up there for me, but I'm going to be honest, my big one is noisy people, because I get a little irate. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a time and a place, it's like, not like if you're talking in the other room on the phone, or you have one other person, but when it just gets to a certain level, I just can't handle it. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, this is different, uh, living in an apartment complex by yourself, but, you know, very thin walls. I've gotten used to it. But I will say at home, I mean, at home, my parents aren't being loud at a certain point at night because, you know, everybody's settled down. Um, my sister, she has her own room far, far away from everybody else. So it's not really an issue, but I could see how it is. I think it's this room in particular. You know, my family, the laundry patrol, the let's use the washing machine 72 times a day. And my bed is next to the washing machine. We share a wall. It's a little much. Yeah. When do you usually do the dishes? What a coincidence. Never. <laughs> right after I use them, sometimes when I'm feeling good, at the end of each day, usually the next day, two or three days later, when my roommate tells me to, and when the whole sink is full of dishes. Um, so living by myself, I will admit I have gotten bad about just leaving them in there, as long as they don't, like make it smell but I do the thing where you make them where you soak them mm-hmm. um but at home um I will see there's not an, uh, a few hours later option which I think uh you know when you fixed a lot of food or something or you made something that requires a lot of dishes you want to eat your food first and enjoy it and then wash the dishes but I guess right after I use them would count or at the end of each day. But I don't do it at the end of each day because I get lazy by that point. I hate doing dishes. Like, I just really, who it's a problem. Um, At the beginning of the year, I was really on top of it doing it at the end of each day. But now it's when the whole sink is full. Because if I'm going to run this dishwasher, I'm running it at, like, max capacity. Like, I want every slot filled. 
Let me tell you, at my house, I don't think I've used the dishwasher once, and it's because it's always full. It's always full of something. It's either full of clean dishes or dirty. And either way, I know if I open it and see it and don't do anything about it, somebody's going to know that I didn't do anything about it. <laughs> like, we so have a magnet that says dirty and clean. <laughs> but, like, the thing about the dishwasher, I get irritated when people don't load it a certain way. So, like, because they'd be throwing things in there willy-nilly and, like, the plates aren't grouped together and it's I can't handle it. I do think we have a system, so we are good at that point. Um, how often do you clean the apartment? This one's for you. Every day, once a week, twice a month, once a month, only when it gets really dirty. Or I don't really clean. What kind of clean are we talking about, though? Like, are we talking about deep cleaning? I don't know. Or, or just like, you know, just make sure everything looks tidy. Maybe wipe the counter every once in a while. Because I think cleaning and organizing are two different things. Mm-hmm. I would say, I mean, every day, yeah, I try to keep it tidy. But I don't know, like, cleaning vigorously every day. I'm going to say once a week, just to be safe. I am going to say... Only when it gets really dirty. I do be living that depression room life. And that's okay. That's okay. That is okay. Uh, If you have an issue, how do you solve it? Sis. Okay. Talk it out calmly. Go off on the person I have a problem with. Guilty. Just be straight. Be very passive aggressive. Okay. Just ignore it. I wish I was strong enough. Um, start a group chat with the other roommates to complain. <laughs> Flashbacks. Such high school drama stuff. Or get another roommate to bring up the issue to them. Why would you get oh. a whole other room? Oh, okay, okay. I was like, get in, like, move someone new in? Let me tell you, I always try to talk it out calmly. And, you know, it's always my sister I have an issue with. Sometimes it's uh, the others, but, you know, talking it out calmly is like, you know, it kind of works for them. Uh, but my sister, that does not work because it's always something coming back up. So I get another roommate, my mother, to bring up the issue to them. <laughs> <laughs> mommy, the mediator. Uh, 22 and 19 years old. It's still got the mommy, you know, <laughs> coming in between. I am a passive aggressive girly. I will not tell people that things bother me directly until I absolutely lose my mind and go ballistic. We've all seen it. Have you ever eaten a roommate's food? Yes, but only if they would never find out. Something about that just doesn't sit right with my soul. Yes, if they have given me permission. Yes, if they have left it in the common area. Yes, but only if it's leftovers. Yes, I really don't care. Or no, I wouldn't eat someone else's food. Um, I would say I have done yes, but only if they would never find out. But something where it's like, uh, they, I mean, it's been there for a while and it's still good. It, they've probably forgotten about it. Um, but usually I do yes if they've given me per- permission. Me and my family eat very differently, so I don't think I'm, like, a big, like, but if it's in the common area, if it's a communal item, then yes, I will. Open for grabs. How much time do you spend at the apartment? I'm barely there, TBH. 
I'm probably there 50% of the time. I'm home a lot and usually in my room. Okay, per. Um, I'm always home hanging out in the common area. Something about the way that that was written in the blocks made me confused. I'm always home hanging. Just hanging. <laughs> I'm there anytime that I'm not at work. Imagine working and living here at the same time. Wow. Or I'm only there to sleep. Um, I'm going to choose I'm home a lot and usually in my room. Me too. Have you ever gone to your roommate's room when they weren't there? Yes. That is so wrong on somebody. <laughs> something about that. I feel like if you're just standing in there, that's one thing. But if you're like touching everything, no. Um, yes, but only if I needed something. Yes, but only if I had permission. Yes, as long as I knew they wouldn't find out. Or no, never. Okay, again, I'm going to say yes, but only if I have permission. Because... If I need some from my sister, I'll just, I'll text her and be like, can I grab this? I, but I still feel like wrong about it. Cause I'm like, what if I look in the wrong drawer or something? What if, what if I see something I'm not supposed to see? I don't know. Like I go in my grandparents' room cause they have the band-aids in there and I'm be a little accident prone sometimes, but that's it. I'm not in there to steal. No. And I don't snoop around. You know, as a kid, maybe, yes, I would find joy in knowing I could get away with something like that. But no, I can't. Something about that gives me anxiety. And there's just nothing in there that I need to take wrongfully. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what type of roommate are you, Taylor? Not surprised, and I would agree with this statement. The slob. Okay, you can be a tiny bit messy. Actually, more than that. You probably have the messiest room in the apartment, true. But at least it's contained. And you leave your dishes in the sink more than you'd like to admit. I agree. Um, so this just proves that we should never be roommates. Uh, I got the clean freak. You like a clean apartment and there's nothing wrong with that. When the apartment is dirty, you feel gross and it's not visually appealing. Sometimes, though, you tend to be a little obsessive when it comes to cleaning. I don't know if I'm, like, a clean freak, but I do like things to be, you know, clean-ish, I guess. I will say I've always kept my mess contained to my space. Like, I've never been like, let me cause a tornado everywhere else. But also, I don't want to live with anybody. I don't either, so. There was a time when I wanted to, but I really don't anymore. Some people are just very social and they like living with other people. But I guess we're not those type of people. I just think it would create unnecessary conflict... And it would just lead to a bunch of drama that doesn't need to be there. Like, my ideal scenario would be living in the same complex. Like, living in the same Mm -hmm. building, but having my own space. Yeah. I like that idea. I also like the idea of everyone having the best week (laughs) ever. Am I having the best week ever? Please give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like and tell us what you don't like. And follow us on Twitter at Courage and Doll. And if you don't have Twitter but you still want to tell us your thoughts, then email us couragedollpodcast at gmail.com. And subscribe. Bye! Bye.